Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host, and with me is Cliff DeCamp. The American Constitutionalist's main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalist are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America, they're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation, and history proves it. Yet, even though we were built on the Christian principles of the Bible as a Judeo-Christian nation, our founding fathers and framers of our Constitution still left you with the freedom of choice in religion. Cliff, over the last several podcasts, we've talked about many topics, and one of them is about truth. We also talked about how Americans really just want to be free and be able to live their life without government intervention. And that's what we're about at the American Constitutionalist. We want to take that big government out of Washington, D.C. and bring it back to the states, the local communities, and you, the American citizen. When you look at the Constitution, you have to look at it at the intent and motive of why the framers wrote it the way they did. And we believe that over time that's been perverted for power, money, and control. And it is really being attacked in this current day and age. And one of the things I want to read to you, I shared with before, is about American people and how all they want is the truth. That's all we want. We want to be free. We want to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. And we want the government to stay out of our way, stay off our backs, and leave us alone when it comes to these exuberant taxes they're placing on us, which are causing problems and chaos in America today. And the money they're spending like drunken sailors, what that's doing to us and causing this inflation in our markets to be out of whack. But you know, if you ever read the Bible, and I hope you do, if you go to the book of Ecclesiastes, it's written by Solomon. And Solomon was one of the greatest men that ever lived. He was the king of Israel. He was the son of David, and he wrote many of the Proverbs, and he wrote Ecclesiastes towards the end of his life. And you ought to read it because it's a book that he reflects over all the wisdom he had, all the things he experienced, all the wealth he had, all the power, the fame, the money, the fortune, the control, all the things that one person thinks that you could desire. But when he wrote Ecclesiastes, it was a reflection on that that it's just all smoke. It's a vapor. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. And he gets down to the basics of what life is about. And you see, in all Solomon's wisdom and all that he had, he knew that without God at the center of your life, he knew that without truth, honesty, character, integrity, and righteousness, that things fall apart. And there was also a great prophet in the days of old. And Isaiah wrote in the book of Isaiah, and this is before 681 BC. He wrote it sometime before this. And I want you to realize that one of the things that Solomon was a proponent of is that life is cyclical. Anything that's happened in the past happens again in the future, and it just goes round and round and round. So I encourage you to read the book of Ecclesiastes, and you'll get a better grip of what I'm saying. But where I'm going with this is about truth and what Isaiah wrote. And remember, 681 B.C., and does this sound like what's happening today? Things go round and round. Listen to this. It's out of Isaiah chapter 59 and starts in verse 14. Our courts oppose the righteous and justice is nowhere to be found. 
Truth stumbles in the streets, and honesty has been outlawed. Yes, truth is gone, and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. It goes round and round, folks. This was current in Isaiah's day prior to 681 BC when he wrote that. But look where we're at today. The same thing is happening in America today and in the world today. And the people that have that thirst and that quest for power, control, and money in Washington, D.C., the ones who would just love to dictate and control our lives are the ones who have perverted truth, are the ones who have perverted our Constitution, and are the ones that are taking your freedom away. But Cliff, Americans just want truth. They want character and integrity. And until we get back to like last week, we talked about honest elections, fair elections, whether you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you're an independent, you're a libertarian. When we get back to truth and fair and honest elections, when we get back to truth in our government and serving the people and truly going to Washington to represent we the people, until we get back to the truth, everything's lost. And we believe that God's word is absolute truth and it is absolute authority. And when you try to take that away from this Judeo-Christian nation, that plumb line this nation was built upon, then the truth fades and perversion comes in to a country and lawlessness abounds. And you see our freedom being lost today because we've left truth. We've left that plumb line. We've left it for progressivism, existentialism, and for those who do not believe this is a Judeo-Christian nation. And when you take away that plumb line, you take away our God-given inalienable rights. And that's why they're trying to destroy Christianity. That's why they're trying to destroy God in America. That's why they're trying to destroy truth. Because if they have victory over it, they have victory over us and our freedom and our liberty. So the greatest crisis in America and the world today is the lack of truth. You can't find it in government or in the media and now not even in public health officials. And the so-called fact checkers that are out there checking, allegedly checking the facts on every post that you make, every statement that a, a politician makes, et cetera, they've been exposed as being non-objective shills for the progressive agenda. We're just simply not getting the truth. When it comes to government, we have you know, the current Biden administration telling us inflation is transitory. We don't have any inflation. Um, and or inflation is just a, a high class problem. It doesn't affect everyone. Um, and the prices of things that are going up, you know, we're, there's no increase in, in gasoline prices. And in fact, they're coming down. And um, there's no crisis on the border. You know, there's the, we, we've got the border completely under control. Does anyone listening to this podcast believe any of those statements? Absolutely not. We know for a fact that inflation is about eight, it's over 8% at this point in time. The price of gas is up from four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, uh, by several dollars to the gallon in most places uh, in the United States. We've yes, had a temporary decrease in the price, the price increase only because Biden keeps on dumping 
our strategic oil reserve into the marketplace to keep the prices down. He went, Biden went to Saudi Arabia and said, no, I'm going to go to Saudi Arabia to, uh, to speak with them about gas prices. And of course, what did they do? They said, we're going to cut production and the prices are going to increase and we're not going to do anything uh, to help you in any way, shape or form. In fact, Biden asked, and the Saudis have indicated that Biden asked, that the price increases not go into effect until after the midterm elections were over. So what he was actually asking for is an impeachable offense. He was using uh, his position as president of the United States to benefit his political party, an impeachable offense. We've had millions and millions of people come over the border illegally since the Biden administration uh, took over. And yet they try to tell us there's no problem with the border. Our, our lying eyes tell us differently. Uh, it is clear that there's inflation, gas prices are out of control, prices are going up, wages are going down, immigration is at, you know, illegal immigration is at the worst that it's ever been in the United States. So we're being lied to by the government. All of these lies are being supported by the media. You, you can't hear half of the stuff that I just described on any of the mainstream legacy ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN um, networks on television, or you can't hear it on radio, and you're not going to see it in most of the major newspapers across the United States. They're not going to talk about these things. Uh, they're going to push the progressive agenda, and that's it. And if there's uh, something out there that is bad for the progressive agenda, they're just simply going to ignore it. We also know that the Biden administration is not telling us the truth when it comes to Joe Biden's connections to Ukraine and his connections to China. He's made money on both of those things through his son. Eventually, that's all going to come out, and hopefully he gets impeached over that particular thing because he's, his family and he has taken millions of dollars from foreign governments uh, for their own personal benefit to the detriment of the United States. So we're not getting the truth all the time. Um, in fact, actually, we're seldom getting the truth from government. And now when we talked about the public health officials, if you remember back in the days when the, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic first started, one of the things that they said when they were pushing the vaccine is, well, if you take the vaccine, you can't get or spread COVID-19. Pfizer testified uh, before European Parliament um, that in fact, that's not correct, that they never tested it, and they never, they, meaning Pfizer, never had the position that you couldn't catch it or spread it if you had the COVID-19 vaccine. All contrary to what the government and our health, public health officials have been telling us, us since the moment that the vaccines were rolled out. Millions of people around the world, tens of millions of people around the world have been forced in some cases, to take a vaccine that neither prevents you from getting it nor prevents you from transmitting it to others. And we've demonized a large portion of the population that refused to take the vaccines for various reasons. Uh, we've demonized them as somehow, you know, being pariahs in American society, at least that's how it's perceived uh, in the United States, at least. Um, in fact, I 
I just recently read an article that someone from Hillsdale College, a PhD candidate at Hillsdale College wrote about the fact that uh, those people that are unvaccinated should get reparations for all of the things that they had to go through for the last two years by the federal government, by state governments, by businesses, um, private businesses, et cetera, uh, for their refusal to take the vaccine. People have lost jobs, people have lost friendships, uh, people have uh, been un unable to visit with their families when their families were uh, dying because they weren't permitted to go into hospitals and or nursing homes. Um, yeah, the unvaccinated should probably get reparations uh, because they were correct. They refused to take the vaccine because of a number of reasons. It could be medical. It could be religious. It could be just that it was untested and they didn't, uh, they thought it was too risky to take. <clears throat> but our public health officials certainly lied to us uh, about the effectiveness of, of this vaccine. And to this day, it just galls me every time I'm listening to the radio or seeing something on television where they're talking about, you know, the boosters are available and now anyone can get them down to the, the newborn uh, infant uh, can get these uh, the vaccines. No one should be taking these vaccines going forward at all. No, you shouldn't be taking any boosters. They should be pulled from the marketplace at this point in time. They're way too dangerous for most people. There was a segment of the population that may have benefited from them. That was early on. People that were elderly, people that were that had comorbidities, that had illnesses, et cetera, those are the people that should have taken the vaccine. No one else should have. Every day we hear stories about this athlete, that student, this individual, this performer on stage suddenly has a heart attack and dies for no apparent reason without any, you know, previous history of any heart issues. And I'm going to tell you that we're going to find out that in most of those cases, the vaccine is at the base of them. The vaccine is the cause of those things. But the point being, you know, when we're talking about truth, there we, we are not given truth and without truth you can't make reasoned decisions you can't decide how to do things if you're not getting the facts there's a dichotomy that exists within uh, all of american society currently and that is those people that believe in looking at the facts to make decisions and those people that want to just look at what their feelings are to make those decisions. Now, feelings are great, and for personal decisions, often they come into play. You know, you have feelings for your family members, you have feelings for your spouse, your children, uh, et cetera, and those things uh, affect how you act as it relates to your family members, your spouses, your children, et cetera. Um, that's great for those types of decisions, but when it comes to societal decisions, those need to be made on facts that are common across the board because when it comes to feelings, I might, you know, love Jeff and his children and his wife, et cetera, but not the way he does. His, his feelings for them are much greater than my feelings for them are, and that's just natural. So no two persons have the same feelings about any issue at all. And therefore we shouldn't make decisions based upon feelings because Everyone has a different set of feelings about any sort of issue that's out there, person, circumstance. 
That's not the basis for making decisions. Facts are what are important in making decisions, particularly when those decisions affect a large group of people. So when you're you're uh, basing decisions at, on the state level or on the federal level or even on the local level or even sometimes in your family level. You cannot do that unless you have made, you can't make rational decisions unless you have the facts. And unfortunately, when we're not getting the truth from government, either at the state or federal levels or even local levels, we're not getting enough facts to make rational decisions. For instance, the Hunter laptop was known, it existed, the information that was on it was readily available, et cetera, prior to the 2020 presidential election. People that have been polled subsequent to that election said, had they known about it, they would have not voted for Joe Biden because it had information on it that indicated that Joe Biden was involved with Ukraine, with China, uh, was taking monies that he shouldn't have been taking, and there are a whole host of other issues that were reflected in the information that was on um, Hunter Biden's laptop. But we didn't know about that because government certainly lied about it. Biden said he never knew what his son was doing as far as business was concerned, um, and that his son never made business based upon his relationship with, uh, with him, with Joe Biden. Um, Totally, completely a lie. Uh, so people weren't able, and, and then you have media that was covering up. Um, no one would talk about the Hunter laptop, Hunter Biden laptop. No one would talk about the materials that were on it. It was completely quiet. It was frozen out of all social media, all of the legacy media, uh, et cetera. Uh, people were uh, who tried to post things on like Facebook or Twitter, et cetera. They were frozen out of their accounts. Their accounts were shut down. Uh, when they tried to do that, uh, people lost their accounts totally as a result of those things, et cetera, uh, even though it was truthful information. We had a group of people, because it did start to leak out a bit, we had a group of quote-unquote um, national security specialists who said, well, to them, they wrote a letter actually, and they all signed off on it, and we had, what, 40 people that signed it that all said, well, this looks like Russian disinformation, uh, that this is not really Hunter Biden's laptop. This is just all uh, Russian disinformation. Now we know that's a lie. Um, and they knew when they made those statements, it was a lie. But because we didn't get the facts prior to the election, it definitely had an impact and probably swung the election for Joe Biden um, if there weren't other reasons that uh, that Joe Biden shouldn't have won that election. That's certainly one of them. So in order to, uh, to make rational decisions, decisions that are good for the United States, good for uh, individual states, good for us individually, we need to have facts and they have to be truthful facts. They can't just be feelings. We think uh, something is the case. One of the worst things, and I'll get off my soapbox after this, one of the worst things that I see out there are people that say, well, I disagree with you uh, because, you know, I, uh, I feel that, you know, we, we can disagree about this uh, particular item, uh, you know, because, you know, you, you believe one thing and I believe another thing and therefore we just 
you know, should should not talk about it or we should not make any decisions or whatever. And it's like, listen, one of us, you know, has the facts. One of us has the truthful facts. So, you know, if I were to say that the Hunter Biden laptop was legitimate and should have been considered prior to the 2020 election, and someone else said, and of course, a number of people did, that it was Russian disinformation. One of those things can't be true. One of them's factual, one of them's not. So when people say, well, you can have your own facts. No, you can't have your own facts. You know, when it comes to something, facts are facts. They're tough things, but facts are facts. And we need facts, we need the truth in order to make rational decisions. And I think one of the biggest problems in finding the truth is we don't have a media like we did in the days of old where that's all they wanted to do was find the truth. And more or less, no matter what you said, they were coming after you to prove it right or wrong. And now they're complicit in spreading the lies because they are in support of those few minority politicians in Washington, D.C. that want to maintain the, the quest for money, power and control. And in fact, uh, you talked about medical and suppressing truth. Um, California's Governor Awesome Newsom signed a bill to censor California doctors accused of spreading COVID misinformation. So now they're trying to take away their First Amendment right and speaking about what they believe science truly is in regards to COVID and the vaccines and so forth. So you can see how far some of these progressive liberals will go to maintain control over the population. This is a real problem, ladies and gentlemen, and it's going to be a big problem in the next month as we get close to the elections because they're going to distort the truth when it comes to candidates. And that's why you can't believe what you hear in the media. You have to start doing your own research. You can't believe the polls that are put out there because they're going to distort those too. I can prove anything I want with a poll because it's not the poll itself. It's the questions I ask and how I report on those questions statistically. So I can make them look any way I want them to look. So you've got to be careful. Don't even pay attention to polls. That's why Cliff and I agree that when we have elections, the results, the Exit polls should not be announced until the last poll in America has closed. And that means if some people on the East Coast won't know what's going on until the next morning because California won't close three or four hours after them, so let it be. That's how we can have free and fair elections from keeping the bias out of it from the media, from keeping it out from those progressive liberals who are trying to distort the true facts. We've got a problem. We need to have a red wave. We need the Republicans to gain back control of the House and the Senate so that we can have a chance of getting America back on the right foot. There's corruption on both sides of the aisle. There will be good people elected. There will be bad people elected. There are good Democrats. There are bad Democrats. But we know with the control and power of the Democrat Party is trying to do to this nation and to be able to stop it, we need to have that red wave where hopefully we could get enough Republicans to step up and do the right thing and returning the power and control back to you, the American citizen. And truth is a part of that. People want to hear the truth. That's why we need media platforms like Rumble and some of these other 
opposition platforms to Twitter and Facebook stepping up to give you the truth, to allow your First Amendment right to be still held in place by you having the ability to express your opinion, for you to be able to find truth. But ladies and gentlemen, I think this is our last chance in getting it right in this election. Is it 100% foolproof? No, because if the people that get elected don't do the right things, we're going to continue down a course of destruction in America. I want to read you a commentary uh, on Mark 6.18. I've read it to you before. Secular power sets standards that correspond to majority vote. Christian standards, however, begin and end with God's word. The plumb line for America. The principles and the foundation this nation was built upon so that we could be a just and moral and free society. The coming elections are important for the future of our nation. It matters on who we elect. We need 21st century Minutemen, patriots who will champion truth, honor, justice, integrity, the original intent of the Constitution, and the foundation this country was built upon. We need to return to the original intent and meaning of our Constitution. We need to return to the plumb line of being a Judeo-Christian nation. We are responsible and accountable to maintain that freedom, to continue to be that city on a hill, a light to the world. We must be involved in government and who is elected to lead this nation. Otherwise, complacency will lead to the loss of America and freedom, resulting in the extinguishment of that light as a country. Freedom lost in America is freedom lost in the world forever. That is why we at the American Constitutionalist champion a return to the original intent and meaning of our United States Constitution. That is why we're not afraid to mix politics and religion. We want America to survive so that the light of truth can prevail. We need you to join us in praying for America, praying for our leaders in Washington, D.C. Pray for those who are going to be elected, that they'll be just, moral, honest, have integrity and character to do what is right to keep this nation on the right path. Will you seek God's divine hand of protection and blessing on America? Or will you be a nation of complacency until you wake up one day and find that freedom is lost? Please share this podcast with as many Americans as you can. Send them the link. It's free. By subscribing, it just notifies you when our next podcast is available to listen to. We need to pray for America. And may God continue to bless America from sea to shining sea. We need you to stand with us at the American Constitutionalist, spreading the word of truth as we strive to continue to be one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty, justice, truth, and freedom for all. For Cliff DeCamp, this is Jeff Tokar, reminding you that we at the American Constitutionalist still support and believe in God, America, and freedom.